Hello, and welcome to a nurturing episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your nocturnal host, Devo. We have re-entered the dojo of pain that is known as Neil's Trivia Challenge. And we are excited to be progressing up the belt list, up the belt ladder. We have three yellow belts. And a special guest, which I'll get to in a moment. But first, we have our Natalie-dressed Kells. How you doing, Chewbacca? I am doing so well. Uh, We have our... Oh, man, my mind just went blank. (laughs) It's Andy. Andy! (laughs) Andy. I don't know why I get it. I, I try to pick letters that are common, like they give them to you for free on Wheel of Fortune. Right. Yeah. And I always crap out after like two or three. It's it's very embarrassing. You, you know, you knew you were recording a show today. Like you could have maybe practiced beforehand. You know, I like to, I could have, but I, I like to, I like the, the flow and the feel of the, uh, you know, we're doing it live. You know, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Stuart, we do it live. <laughs> and finally, as yet another white belt entrant into the Kumite of trivia knowledge, formerly ultra mega pregnant, now ultra mega mom, Allison. Hello. I, uh, I fully expect to leave a white belt as well, but I'll give it a try. We, we don't pull our punches here, but we think you've got the right stuff. <laughs> it's true. Sensei Neil. Yes, sir. What are the rules? The rules are every week we have a theme and every week we have six categories within that theme. Each category has four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. There may be a few bonuses thrown in here and there. And then we've got a final question that could be worth up to 100 points. I am excited. I am thrilled to move up to, I believe, a green belt. Green belt? Yeah. I I don't know what. Come after yellow. I never got that far in in my martial arts experience either. You have martial arts experience? I took one semester of karate. In college for oh, a PE yeah. credit. He played a lot of Mortal Kombat. And I played a lot of Street Fighter. Big ups to Chun Li. <laughs> okay. So Allison, you are going for your yellow belt. We are going for our orange belt. Neil, what is our category? Take it away. Well, I'm sure you guys all know that next week is Valentine's Day. So I thought I would do an entire quiz on love. Because who doesn't love love? I love love. It's all you need, right, Andy? All you need is love. Yeah. Bet you can't buy love. It's also a battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. But let's not go too far down that road because who knows, you may give away an answer. Oh, We have been chastened by the sensei. (laughs) All right. Well, as usual, 
Category one is science. Okay. Question one. According to some Rutgers scientists, love can be broken down into three categories, lust, attraction, and attachment, each with a separate set of hormones. What two hormones are associated with lust? Is tequila a hormone? Wait, neurotransmitter or ho- hormone? Hormone. Wow, I also just said something really sciencey too. See, Allison, your contributions are already better than mine because I said tequila. (laughs) I'm a little frustrated because I was writing down tequila and realized you wouldn't be saying it if it was the answer. So I'm crossing that out. Tequila is not it. Um, Didn't know they had names. Um, You didn't know hormones had names? I'm like that. Just thought they were called hormones. Wow. You teach children, right? <laughs> Not sciencey stuff. Okay, I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I'm punting. I got nothing. I don't even have a joke for this. <laughs> um yeah, I'm locked in. So Okay. Uh Kells, what's your answer? Uh I went with Dopamine and oxytocin. Oh man! Dang it, Andy! Oh Andy man! Andy punted like Ray Guy. Hang <laughs> <Ain't> time. <laughs> Devo, can we get half points on this? We'll see. I I was gonna ask the same thing because <laughs> I put uh, I put dopamine and melatonin. Which is not right. Okay. Ooh, getting real sleepy. <laughs> like yeah, sleepy. Isn't that yes. the color of skin? Allison, after lust, we tend to get sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Allison, what was your answer? Oh, my students are going to be mad at me. Uh, I also wrote down oxytocin, the the cuddle hormone, but then I wrote down serotonin. But I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Kells is right with dopamine. Well, again, according to these scientists who who made these categories, um, lust, attraction, and attachment. Attraction is mostly dopamine. Attachment is oxytocin. Lust is estrogen and testosterone. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's pretend that didn't happen and move on to question two. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking into microphones, Neil. It happened. (laughs) You can edit that out. All of our questions. (laughs) What famous biologists published groundbreaking books on sexuality that challenged conventional beliefs about sexuality and discussed subjects that had previously been taboo? Locked in. That's what I like. I've got it between two doctors. Um, Locked in. Can I get the question again? 
What famous biologists published groundbreaking books on sexuality that challenged conventional beliefs about sexuality and discussed subjects that had previously been taboo? Oh, you said biologist. I blew it. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, I didn't hear biologist either. Now I think I blew it as well. I'm already locked in. You and me, Andy, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. All right. Fair enough. Taking people down with me. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm locked in. Okay. Now I'm checking to make sure that he was actually a biologist. I'm Um, hoping he was also an R&B singer. Because that's going to heavily influence my answer. Well, well, I guess we'll see. Andy, what was your answer? <laughs> I put down Dr. Ruth, which is wrong. Devo? I put down Masters and Johnson. Allison? Oh. Um, I put down Kinsey, but then I, I wanted to say Masters and Johnson, but you only said one person. So I went with Kinsey. And Kels? No, uh, I went with uh, Barry White, which I I didn't know he was a scientist also. So I'm a fingers crossed. Well, the correct answer was Alfred Kinsey, who was indeed a biologist. Kinsey. Yeah, it was Kinsey. Dang it. I had no idea he was a biologist. Yeah, he was a... uh, Professor of Entomology and Zoology and a sexologist. I think he made that one up. I didn't know that was a thing. I did not see that major when I decided to be a history teacher. I am a psychology teacher, so I get to teach teenage children ranging, ranging from 14 to 18 about his works. So Nice. Do you get combat pay? (laughs) (laughs) If only. Question three in science. A prevailing theory as to why humans kiss on the lips as a manifestation of attraction is that it evolved from another behavior that many animals still do. What behavior is that? Animals. Oh, I have a good guess. I never thought of this. I, I have a guess. I'm locked in. Okay, I'm locked in. You said other species? Other species uh, still do it. It's the thing that they think we evolved to into kissing. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to punt. <laughs> Ray Guy. I thought you were going to say you hadn't kissed in a while. <laughs> Which made me a little bit sad. Oh, no. That would have made me very sad. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. I would refuse to believe it. All right. I guess, uh, <laughs> Devo, let's hear your answer first this time. Well, I started to think about that involves proximity face-to-face. And I'm thinking sniffing around the mouth. That little, like, you know, like when your cat gets close and sniffs around your mouth. Or your dog will sniff around. So I'm thinking it was like a sniffing kind okay. of thing. Allison? Oh, God. I'm quickly backtracking on my answer. 
But the only thing <laughs> that I could think of was uh, feeding like a mama bird. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a stretch. No, that's, that's, that's actually, I would, I would be surprised if that was incorrect. Kels, you're officially punted? Oh, yeah, the ball's still okay. in the air. Fair catch. <laughs> so, Andy. I was thinking that I know a lot of animals will lick or groom each other to let the other one know that we're cool together. So I, w- I went with licking slash grooming. Well, except for Kells, those are some pretty good answers. The correct one, though, is sniffing. Yeah. Oh. Nice, Davo. Thank you. Question four. Many animals practice monogamy. Which of the following are not monogamous? Prairie voles, bald eagles, lions, or dick dicks? What? You know what? You're baiting me and I'm not taking the bait. Just not taking the bait. I'm not going to do it. You know why? Because I'm better than that. I am better than that. Are you giggling about tiny little gazelles that live in Africa? That's right, Andy. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in. You said are not yes. monogamous, right? I'm locked in yeah, as I'm well. In. See Allison's previous comment about teaching kids 14 to 18. <laughs> I think that puts Andy in a mindset. It puts him in a place. It really does. <laughs> <clears throat> Never left that place. All right. I'm locked in. Okay, I'm I'm locked in. Okay. Allison, what's your answer? Oh, why'd you start with me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I really, really wanted to pick dick dicks, but um <laughs> I went, so my logic here was that the the other three seemed like obscure and not really eagles, but I I went with lions and I I kind of feel ashamed about it, but I went with lions. Uh, Kels? Uh, well, I also, like Allison, went with lions because I believe that the male is um, sharing it with all of the females in the pride. Okay. And that is not monogamy. And Andy? Yeah, I had the same logic as Kells. I knew that lions ran in a pride and that uh, I believe that the male lion spreads the love. Okay. <laughs> and Devo. <laughs> I went with lions despite what the Lion King shows you. The correct answer is C, lions. <laughs> the others are all monogamous. All right, at the end of round one, our scores are Devo and Allison tied at 20. And Kells and Andy tied at 10. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ex- I'm I just didn't want to get skunked at the in the science category. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm always happy to get any points out of the science category. That brings us to category 2 and music. And Kind of an ac- kind of an accident. This ah, ended crap. up being '90s music. So, yes. Oh, bless. I got a chance. Locked in. It's <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> 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 oh, you. 
a bit early for Cardi B, but you do that. <laughs> probably not even alive. <laughs> Question one. Who asked what is love repeatedly in 1993? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, uh, oh, oh, I know the Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> That's, if you didn't get it, that's the name of the song. What is love? Locked in. Baby, don't hurt me. Right. <laughs> no. I'm locked in. Oh, God. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Allison. <laughs> I, was, I was born in 93, so this is... This is going to be rough. Okay. I'm locked in. That's not in. right. That answer is not right. I have not locked in yet, but I am. I can. I know. Okay. Okay. You know what? I am going to lock in and just take the pain. Ugh. Okay, Allison. I'll let you go first and get it over with. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> I'll get over this going first thing eventually. Um, well, I wrote down a stupid answer because I didn't want to punt, but I, I wrote down Ace of Base, and I know it's wrong, but at least it's, it's in the right more. era. At least yours is a word. I, I don't know what, what is mine is. <laughs> I'm in Shamalar. Wow. I don't Whoa. Who? Were you going for Shalimar? And yes. I totally failed. <laughs> See, I, mine wasn't even a word, Allison. So you are the winner in my book. Andy, what was your guess? <laughs> I am uncomfortable with my guess as well, because I think I'm getting this mixed up with something else, but I want it to be this band. It's, it's a band, Kells, that I'm Convinced had tickets on the mothership. Okay. Delight. And Kells, what did you what did you come up with? <laughs> I went with Hadaway. Yeah, yes. I knew it was one word. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, Kells is correct. It is Hadaway. Oh, I had Hadaway. <laughs> <sighs> 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 See, I wrote down Hadaway first, and I thought Hadaway's song was much later, and I thought Delight was the one that was in the 90s. Uh, all right. I am so frustrated now. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Question two. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is one of the best-selling singles of all time. What country singer wrote and recorded that song in 1973? Yes. Locked in. Locked, Locked in. in. Locked in. All right, Devo. Dolly Parton. Andy. Dolly Parton. Elves. Dolly Parton. And Allison. Dolly Parton. Excellent. It was indeed Dolly Parton. She here's a nugget. That that song, her version of that song, topped the Billboard's country chart twice. Once in ninety in nineteen seventy three when she recorded it, and again in nineteen eighty two as part of the soundtrack to the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. Some of Burt Reynolds' best dramatic work was the best little whorehouse in Texas. Sure. <laughs> Question three. As Long As You Love Me was a huge hit for which 90s boy band? I feel like it's, it's, it can be only one of three groups. <laughs> I get them confused all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Which one is it? Well, I've locked in with my selection. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Andy? Backstreet Boys? I think. Else? Backstreet's back. All right. Allison? Well, at first I wrote down in sync, and then I sang the song in my head and heard none of the beautiful notes of Justin Timberlake, and then I switched to Backstreet Boys. Wow. <laughs> Dana? Wow, speaking of the uh, love podcast. Um... <laughs> He's a beautiful man with a beautiful voice. Well, Allison, I did the same thing. I, I did the same thing, and I could not hear any of any of Justin but I heard all of the Backstreet Boys <laughs> alright that is correct it was the Backstreet Boys question right. <laughs> question four Boys to Men had a hit in 1994 that spent 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Top 100 what was the name of the song Locked and for a in. bonus tell me who wrote it ooh <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh! I can see the video. I I know the song. The writer, though. Um, okay. It wasn't Shalomar. Shalomar, and no, it wasn't the group Shalomar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. What was their big hit, Davo? Shalimar? Or Shamalar? <laughs> yeah. Either one. Uh, Shamalar hit it big with the, the Hoboken Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. It was kind of one of those one-hit wonders kind of thing. You remember when... You know, Cherry Pop and Daddies and those kind of, that kind of big band thing was going on. Well, we all did the Hoboken Boogie at one point. <laughs> okay. That's not okay. true. <laughs> we did not all do that. We did not all do that. <laughs> I thought you were making that all up. <laughs> like a voice from on high. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> wow I'm locked in by the way is that everybody I am locked in as well sure okay. me too uh, alright <laughs> <laughs> sure why not sure Kels oh well I believe if we're sticking to the theme of the show the song is I'll make love to you and mm -hmm. 
and like just about everything around that time. I think the writer was Kenneth Edmonds, also known as Babyface. Okay. Allison? Oh! Um, okay. So I wrote down only a song title that's wrong, and I couldn't think of who actually wrote it. Um, I wrote down, because I was thinking of the theme, How Deep Is Your Love? And yeah, that's a, that's what I got. Okay. Deva? Well, I wrote down End of the Road, because that's the first Boys to Men song that popped in my head. But I did write down Babyface because Babyface was everywhere in the mid nineties. Yes, he was. Okay. And Andy, I wrote down "I'll Make Love to You," and I'm so mad at myself because I think Kells is right. So I think Babyface produced that album. Uh, I wrote down Quincy Jones because nobody's cooler than Quincy Jones, and I think he's won the most Grammys. So I was just totally guessing. Well, the correct answer is I'll Make Love to You, and it was written by Babyface. Yay! Nicely Thanks, done, Kels. How Deep Is Your Love oh, is a Bee Gees yeah. song, isn't it? Um, yes. It was a terrible guess. Okay, just checking. <laughs> also Not proud of it. <laughs> what about uh, Shalimar? Well, what about Shamalot? Huh? <laughs> oh, At the end of round two, I've got Kells with 52, Deva with 42, uh, and Andy and Allison tied at 40. Anybody's game. Anybody's game. Anybody's game. Category three is sports. Because we all love sports, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. You do. You especially. <laughs> Question one: Stan Love was the ninth pick in the nineteen seventy one NBA draft and was selected by which Baltimore team? I'm locked in. Oh, you. I am locked in as well. So there might be somebody who is worse at sports than Neil. <laughs> and I might be here to play today, so I'm locked in with something. I uh, I guess I'm locked in. I have no idea what this guy is. So That's I'm not exactly what I'm asking. Yeah, I I got a pretty good shot at the team though. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 oh, I just got that. I think I might be right. See, I'm locked in. Okay. Um, let's start with Andy. I think it's the bullets. Okay. Deva? Uh, the bullets. Allison. Oh, God. Okay. Uh... Well, I wrote <laughs> I wrote the Ravens because I believe that's a team associated with Baltimore. You're correct. And that it is. is. It is indeed. 
So the question you answered in your head is right. I'll take it. I believe before they went to DC and got all magical that it was the Baltimore bullet. Correct answer was the bullets. Here's a trivia nugget for you. Stan Love of the NBA was the brother of Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Really? Really? Yeah. I did not Which makes know him that. a cousin of the Wilson brothers. Well, did Stan Love do anything at all in the NBA? I've never heard of this dude. Um, he, only, he, only, he only played for about four seasons. I think he did maybe two at the Bullets, and then he moved around. So I, I don't remember what his deal was. So, okay. But I do well, know. Here's a, a quick follow-up for you. Okay. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. No, Go I'm, ahead. You might be answering my follow-up. Go ahead. I'm moving on to the next question. <laughs> oh, is he related to Kevin Love, who is currently in the NBA? Well, let me tell you, Davo. Question two. <laughs> Stan Love's son, Kevin, currently <laughs> plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> what? <do> we... <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm that so sorry. Deep. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Abel broke the game. Oh. All right, you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, let me start over just yep. so you get the full effect of the question. Okay. Stan? <laughs> Stan Love's son, Kevin, currently plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> what award did the NBA give to Kevin at the end of his third season? which it is an award that was shared by Kevin Johnson of the Suns in his third year, Tracy McGrady in his first season with the Magic, and most recently to Victor Oladipo in his fifth season. I probably butchered his name, but that's kind of what it looks like, Oladipo. That was pretty good. It's Oladipo. You are correct. Yeah. I am locked in. I think... What the heck? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, Davo. Uh, most improved player. Allison? Okay, yeah, that's funny that that was the only guess I had for sports-related awards. I put MVP. So, not improved, okay. but valuable. <laughs> Kels? Kels? Oh, uh, most improved. Uh, Andy? <laughs> I believe he won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in mm. dunking. You haven't really seen Excellent play, guess, <laughs> but... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a dunker. He's more of a outside person, isn't he? More of a three point guy. Yes. Yeah, I got nothing. I was lucky on bullets. I'm waiting to get out of basketball. Well, the correct answer he was uh, he was selected as the most improved player. Question three. Davis Love III is one of the best golfers of all time. He participated in eight Ryder Cups, winning three, six President's Cups, winning three, and tying once. 
So who does the U.S. team play in each of the Ryder and President Cups, President's Cup competitions? I'm, oh, e each year there's two teams. I'm locked in. There's two teams that play in the Ryder's Cup. One is the U.S. and what's the other one? Yeah. And then the same for the President's Cup. One is the U.S. Who's the other one? Okay. Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, locked in. Um, Allison, why don't you start us <laughs> no, off this time? Um, <laughs> I'll get some confidence here soon. Um, I went with the UK. Okay. There's actually two answers. Oh, there one are? One for the President's Cup and one for the writer. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And I'll give you five points for each one. All right. I'll just throw a... Um... Can I break up my answer? What if I go with... Well, I guess technically not. Uh, I'll throw Ireland out there, too. Okay. Um, Dick Kells. You were looking for two different answers. Uh, well, could I have the same answer twice? You may. Okay. I'm just going to double up with the UK. Okay. Uh, Andy. The Riders' Cup is the UK, um, and the President's Cup, I'm a little confused by this because they have a a team that's made up from, they play another team that's made up of multiple countries. So, uh, multiple like countries team, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little confused by this question. So that that's my answer. UK and okay, everybody else. The Ryder Cup is the United States versus Europe. Okay. And the President's Cup is the US versus the UK. All right. This is a tough one for me to answer or for me to, to score because the correct answer used to be the writer's cup was the u.s versus the uk however as the americans got better and better at golf the uk started losing the writer's cup pretty regularly so they opened it up so now today the writer's cup is made up of players from the u.s versus players from europe so i think because davo Got it correct. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to have to give him full points or half points because the, the President's Cup is basically the U.S. players versus anybody that's not in Europe. Hmm. So, ah, okay. so Andy, you were, you were kind of right. It's, it is made up of a bunch of people, but so is the Writers' Cup. I mean, a bunch of different countries. By Right. I didn't delineate between Europe or not. I didn't understand. I guess I, I don't keep up in golf, so I didn't know about the new switcheroo. So, uh, yeah, you can't yeah. give me the points. Uh, I don't think it's new. I think it's, been, um, I think it's been 20 or 30 years at least that they've made that change. Okay, well, it's been a while <laughs> yeah. since I checked in with golf, apparently. <laughs> they use metal clubs now. Do they? <laughs> Indeed. 
So I'm afraid on that one, I'm going to give Devo five points and none to the rest of you guys. Woo! Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time I got to question four in Sports Loves, I was starting to run kind of low on guys, people named Love. Do you guys know who uh, Glenn Love is? No, no. He was a former UCLA, he's a former UCLA linebacker who now plays in the Canadian Football League in Montreal. So I just need you guys to tell me what is the name of the Montreal Canadian Football League team? Locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in too. Oh come on! I took French for years to do already. <laughs> yeah. I am locked in. Okay, I got, I got something. <laughs> locked in. Okay, Allison. Oh, okay, so I had no idea, so I just <laughs> said the Canadians. Because that is where they're from. Well, it's their hockey team. It makes you feel better. Oh, it is. Well, look at that. It is their hockey team. Yeah. Technically, it's Canadians, right? It's it's French. Canadians. It's Quebecois. (laughs) Oh, fancy. Kels. (laughs) I went with the Alouettes. Andy. I went with the Calvin Canucks. That's and David. That's in Vancouver, <laughs> don't you know? Oh. And I went with the Alouettes. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is the Alouettes, which I found out means um, it's a kind of bird, a lark, I think, specifically. And have you guys heard that song? I was kind of, so I looked up what that song yeah. means, and it's basically a song about plucking a bird, like taking the feathers off of a bird. Oh, wow. Oh. You know, like what serial yeah. killers do when they're young. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <What>? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That took a dark turn. <laughs> that's what i'm here for all right at the end of round three i've got kells with 82 points devo 77 andy with 50 and allison didn't have a good sports round she is at 40 now we're at category four which is literature question one jane austen once wrote anything is to be preferred Anything is to be preferred or endured rather than marrying without affection, which is exemplified by her character, Elizabeth Bennett, when she was, when she initially rejected whose marriage proposal. Uh, oh, no. This is in that book okay, that I, talks about that I didn't read. Um, I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in. Oh. I'm locked in, but I may be kicking myself. 
I probably got the wrong book, yeah. wrong author. Uh, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy? It was me. <laughs> okay. She turned me down. Wow. It still hurts. So I appreciate <laughs> you guys laughing. That's, that's no idea. Kel? <laughs> you bounce back. I'm hoping it was some dude named Heathcliff, or if not some dude named Heathcliff, then at least at least the cat. Allison, I was thinking something different. I wrote down Mr. Darcy. Okay. Devo, I locked in with Mr. Darcy as well, but if I remember, if I remember the the BBC miniseries, which I I've watched a number of times. Don't judge. Colin Firth is amazing. The uh, the uh, I thought she turned down the marriage proposal from the cousin who was a who was a priest. So I could be wrong, but I believe it was Mr. Darcy. Uh, the correct answer is William Darcy. And if I recall the story correctly, he uh, he was kind of a jerk, and then he asked her to marry him. And she said, no, you're kind of a jerk. And then he proceeded to seriously woo her, and she changed her mind by the end of the movie. Or there, the end of the book and movie. Wow, man. Spoiler alert, Neil. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Question two in literature. Jay Gatsby became a multimillionaire and threw lavish parties to impress whom? And for a bonus... Who was the narrator of The Great Gatsby? I need first and last names on both. Ah, oh, last names? Uh, who's a jig of what? All right, I'm locked in. This is. Oh, I guess if you could give me just first name, I'll give you half credit. But I'll be disappointed. Shoot. Thank you. Okay. I'm locked in. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Day. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm. <laughs> I'm locked in. I have to take it, dude. Is that everybody? Or are we waiting for Devo? Oh, I locked in first. Before the 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 caveat, but it won't help me because I've never read this. Did book, you see the movie? So. <laughs> uh, no. Well, let's just get it over with. <laughs> what? Then. What's your answer, Devo? <laughs> well, I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen IMDb before, so. <laughs> I wrote down uh, he spent the money. The money part was Carrie Mulligan, and the narrator <laughs> was uh, Toby McGuire. Oh Devo, I mean uh, Allison. Oh shoot! Okay, I'm pretty sure I got this wrong, mom brain. But uh, I, I. 
think, no, this is wrong, but I think her name was Daisy. And then for some reason, I don't know if it was a mental block or what, but um, I all I could come up with for the narrator's name was Neil over and over again. <laughs> and then I was like, that's not right. And so I wrote down okay. Nate. Just oh, a guess. Else? Ooh, so close. Um, mm. uh, the 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 love interest was um Daisy, and in an attempt to get credit, I, I wrote Lincoln. Okay. That's not right. But, <laughs> um, but um, the the narrator, I believe, was a uh, Nick Carraway. Ah. Uh... I love the book, but I was able to name the characters right away because my wife and I have a pair of wood ducks that come to our pond every spring for about a month, and we've named them Jay and Daisy uh, from The Great Gatsby. And yeah, it's Nick is the the narrator, though Neil is the best narrator. Wow. So you're not you don't have uh, last names, Andy. Jay Gatsby. <laughs> I know that last. That was name. in the question, so it doesn't really count. But I don't have the last. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I don't know the other last names at all because we never give the ducks last names. They're Jay Duck and Daisy. Okay, Duck. so this is interesting. Um, Allison got Daisy. Uh, Kells got Daisy and Nick Caraway, so he gets seven points. And Andy got. Daisy for five and Nick for one bonus. The the part that was missing was Daisy's last name, which was Buchanan. So Daisy oh, Buchanan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you knew he was the president, Kells. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta give me some. Oh, and they were the, they were presidents right after each other. Yeah, Buchanan first, Lincoln second. You were in the ballpark. Fifteen, sixteen. Question three in literature. William Shakespeare is a well-known is well known as a sonneteer, having published his quarto, which contained 154 sonnets. His poems fit the structure of the traditional English sonnet, which consisted of how many lines? And for another bonus, what meter does the English sonnet have? Typically, can we go back to sports? <laughs> Um, I'm like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got numbers. Yeah, there you go, Andy. Just, just throw them out there. Right. Get a feel for the space. <laughs> like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> Okay, I got I got okay. something. I'm All right, Allison. Well. What did you get, Neil? <laughs> why do you do me like this? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm not entirely sure I understood the question, <clears throat> so I wrote down. Um, I wrote down iambic pentameter and okay. five. That might not have no, been. No, you did the answer question the question. The question all. is how many lines are in a sonnet? And the bonus is what meter okay. does the 
traditional English sonnet have. So you kind of flipped them, but I figured out which one you were answering. So, okay. Uh, Kels. Okay. Um, as far as the meter went, I agreed with Allison and I went with uh, iambic pentameter, but I believe there are 14 okay. lines in the sonnet. I went with a baker's dozen because I have no idea. And iambic pentameter is the only one I could even think of. Oh, right. Like, I don't know if there are other ones. Like, they're all in that, I think. Deva. <laughs> well, with 15. Oh. And iambic right. pentameter. Well, everybody got iambic pentameter. But the traditional English sonnet has three quatrains and a couplet for 14 lines total. So four points. I was getting that. See that structure? I was getting confused with haiku. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted it. Well, it is. It's the syllables in haiku is five, seven, five. So I, I wanted oh, it was all getting mixed yeah. up in my head. So Shakespeare, yeah. um, he was he was using the uh, the traditional format of the sonnet. He kind of did something different. Most sonnets prior to him were about the like ideal of love, like the love of a goddess and and that kind of stuff. And he made it much more real uh, about you know real people and people with flaws and his were his he had some that were kind of humorous he had one uh that sticks in my mind i forget which number it was but it's about a really unattractive woman that he loved and he he talks in the in the poem about how unattractive she is so he kind of he kind of turned that upside down a little bit he's oh so maybe my wife's been romantic all this time okay (laughs) Did not realize. Huh. All right. Question four in literature. This novel by Diana Gabaldon features a World War II nurse who travels back in time and falls in love with a Scottish clansman in the 18th century. Hmm. I'm locked in. Sure, why not? Um, um, I am so bombing this one. (laughs) This is like my worst. All right, sure. I sure I have an answer. I got. I got something. Yeah, go ahead, Kels. You should make Allison go Uh, first. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you no. stick with tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went okay. with love is a battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much better than my joke answer. The, yeah. The Earl of Benatar. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, The Return of the Daleks by Doctor Who. <laughs> it's the only time travel I could come up with. Oh, uh Outlander. And Allison. Well, I wrote down Handmaid's Tale. Cross that out. Put Cardi B. <laughs> cross that out. <laughs> Put Handmaid's Tale again. <laughs> Best joke answer. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Cardi B covers a lot of sins, I'll tell you what. So you settled in on uh, on Cardi B, or on Handmaid's Tale? I feel like they're both about as wrong well, as I mean, they could be. So. One's, yeah, one's definitely Tale. wronger than the other. <laughs> Uh, the correct answer is uh, a, a series of books that has been turned into a stars television show called Outlander. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have we have a really really well, we kind of have two really really close games because we have Kells and one hundred and one and Devo at ninety nine. And then we have Ooh. Andy at 58 and Allison at 57. Coming Ooh. for you, Andy. So we do have a battle for the basement going on. <laughs> All right. Well, as, a, as a Cubs fan, I'm comfortable there. <laughs> oh, I could one-up you, Andy. As a woman, I am comfortable there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, man. There was a podcast that we did on women. Were you on that one too, Allison, or was that just all men? That was all men. Oh, okay. Just checking. (laughs) Progressive. (laughs) No, Neil saved the day at the end of that podcast by mentioning... Maybe we should have had a woman on the show. And I was <laughs> relieved by that comment. That was a, a sensei move. My favorite quote from that podcast is Davo saying, you know, women do sport. <laughs> As the booker for this show, I apologize <laughs> for that over, for that mishap. But we don't know that. You know what? I'm not even going to. What's All the right. next category? Category five in the in the theme of love today is television. Oh, good. Okay, question one. From 1969 through 1974, an anthology series named Love American Style aired. One of its sketches spawned a spinoff show, which itself spawned seven other spinoff series, including two animated shows. What show was spun off from Love American Style? And then for a bonus, for one bonus point each, name the seven second generation spinoffs. Ooh. So really I'm asking you to, if you know the name of the, know what show spawned seven spinoff series. I I can't do seven though. Some of these are, are... Obscure. Uh, all right, I'm locked in with my real answer. I'm still doing the bonus ones. 
Seven spinoffs? I'm guessing he... Well, there were seven spinoffs right. of the spinoff. Right. From I just... Love America. Right. I could come up with three. Oh, wait a minute. There was one with the... Oh, crap. Yeah. All right. I'm locked in. I'm not going to do as well as I thought on the bonus ones. I'd be impressed if anybody gets more than three of those. Two animated series. That's no, I like a great it. question. I'm locked in. I don't know if you guys are waiting on me. I think I, you're I'm the only one locked in so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Neil, could Sorry. you read the question one more time? Sure. From 1969 through 1974, an anthology series named Love American Style aired. One of its sketches spawned a spinoff show, which itself spawned seven other spinoff series, including two animated shows. Which show was spun off from Love American Style? And then for one bonus, name the seven second generation spinoffs. Uh, I'm going to lock in, and it's really more of a submission to the question, Sensei Neil. <laughs> submission to the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not getting anywhere. Okay, why don't you start us off, Allison? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. man, I only wrote two things down, and I, it doesn't, yeah. I just took some guesses, like I tried to to span it out, hoping something would be right. Uh, I wrote down Family Guy and Monty Python. Those are both TV shows. Two of my favorite things, too, in the world. Yeah, there you go. Um, well... I went with a show that I know has a number of spinoffs. I didn't know it was seven, and I don't know if I'm right, but I went with All in the Family okay. as the show. And my two spinoffs that I wrote down were The Jeffersons and 227. Okay. 227's a spinoff of All in no, the Family? No, it's not. Nah. Yeah. No, really? Okay. It's a spinoff of The <laughs> Jeffersons. It's a spinoff of The Jeffersons, which... Is it? No. Mar it just Mar has a two different no. people. Yeah. Yeah, they're no, different, it was, different characters. That wasn't Flo? No. I was the lady who played Flo. Well, then, but her name well, was Well, I know, Flo. but yeah. her name wasn't Flo? Okay, yeah. well, then I have one thing. <laughs> oh, I think I just came up with one more, too, for that. My apologies. I could name at least two other spinoffs from All in the Family. What? Wouldn't Archie Bunker's Place? Archie Bunker's Place. Archie Bunker's Place, yeah. yeah. Well, bully for all of you. <laughs> anyway, you got the Jeffersons though. 
Andy? <laughs> I was, believe it, believe it or not, I used to watch Love American Style. I'm pretty sure it's Happy okay. Days, though I can't oh, yeah, fathom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't fathom seven spinoffs from Happy Days. I came up with Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Joni Loves Chachi, and the Weezer video, Buddy Holly. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Kels. Okay, I was just trying to find a show that I knew had spinoffs. So I wound up at Happy Days. Okay. And uh, Joni Loves Chachi, I knew for sure. And I threw Laverne and Shirley out there because okay. I just felt like they were connected. But that's as far as I got it. Okay. Love American Style actually had two different shows that spun off. One was an animated show. I think it was the first uh, major animated show since um, since the Flintstones. And it was called um, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. It, For real, it started. I used to watch that. Did you? It start, It actually <laughs> yeah, had. It actually had Tom Bosley doing the voice of the father, which is a coincidence because Tom Bosley played the father in the spinoff, the other spinoff from Love American Style, which was Happy Days. And Very in nice. no particular order, the spinoffs from Happy Days included Laverne and Shirley, Blansky's Beauties, Mork and Mindy. Out of the Blue, Joni Loves Chachi, and the two animated ones were The Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, and the other <laughs> one was Laverne and Shirley with special guest star The Fonz. <laughs> so by my count, I've got Kells with 12 and Andy with 13 from that one. Well, sometimes I feel guilty about beating a dead horse, you know, reusing the same old jokes, but wow, that's really beating a dead horse <laughs> with some of those spinoffs. Laverne and Shirley with special guest the, the Fonz. Oh, that must have lasted like 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, they never came back from the commercial got, break. They got halfway they got halfway through the first episode and they just went to a rerun of Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working throw on hogan's heroes or f true i don't know I'm, I'm pretty sure that those were saturday morning cartoons and there were some pretty awful saturday morning cartoons back then <laughs> to, to be fair man i wasn't picky on saturday mornings and i never ran into those or at least don't remember them <laughs> All right, question two in television the love boat aired in the 70s and 80s and featured guests guest appearances by many well-known actors. Name either of the women who guest starred 10 times. And I'll give you a bonus if you can name both of them. Crap. Oh, I think the one that just died. Uh, why am I saying that out loud so everybody else can get clues? <laughs> no, please continue, Andy. <laughs> um... What, what, when did the Love Boat air? The 70s and 80s. Uh, okay. Late 70s, early 80s. Um, I'm locked in with people. Did you ever watch the Love Boat? 
Kels? Have you seen? I did. I did not, but I know that Isaac was the was the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I know. And was there a guy <laughs> on the name Gopher? There was. Okay. All right, I've got locked in with one. I got one. I'm pretty sure about. I can't Do we get points if we have one? Yeah. I'm asking for one, and I'll give you a bonus right. if you get two. Oh, oh okay. okay. I got one for sure. I feel better about this. All right. Okay. I wrote two people. I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah. I'm locked in. Can I can I just guess a second sure one just yeah. for fun? There's no penalties okay. for a wrong answer, except mockery sometimes. Okay, that's fair. I did. I, I think I'm starting to learn there is honor in punting. What? Uh, there is no honor here. <laughs> you're, you're looking in the wrong places. Okay, I'm locked okay. in. I think that's everybody. So, Devo, why don't you kick it off here for us? Allison, why don't you? <laughs> Dang it. Are you trying to usurp my prerogative? Okay, I like to. No, sir. No. Um... You tighten up that yellow belt when he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have. I like to have one written down in parentheses just so I can make myself feel better. So I have that. Mm-hmm. I shamelessly took Andy's clue and I went with Carol Channing God, what for one of them. <laughs> and the second one, I'm, I'm a little concerned, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Florence Henderson. Okay. And I have my one in parentheses that I'm going to save for okay. later. Andy. Carol Chaining. Why did I do that out loud? And uh, Exanabayul. Exanabayul. Kels. I just threw out uh, Farrah Fawcett and Barbara Eaton. Okay. Oh, good guesses, actually. And yes. And Allison. Okay, I am. I'm not gonna lie. I'm drawing these two names from a drinking game I've <laughs> played before. Uh, I went with Kirstie Alley and Sally Struthers. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, Sally Struthers is always comedy gold. Incidentally, if you're picking a joke answer. <laughs> That's comedy. I haven't comedy. heard that name in like 15, 20 years. Even. So I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, however, I would not be at all surprised if Sally Struthers did do some guest appearances on the love boat. It's definitely the, she's definitely the caliber of, of actress that would be on there uh, frequently. Uh, however, she did not appear 10 times. Uh, Kirstie Alley, it was kind of a for her time. So I don't, think she was I, I doubt that she was ever on there carol channing definitely was darn it however she also did not appear 10 times she was more like uh six or seven i think 
the two ladies who were the most frequent guest stars on the love boat were Florence Henderson and oh yes and Charo 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 exactly that's I should have gotten that the hoochie coochie thing the name is Charo yes she was a uh, think she was Mexican uh, but she was she was was it the coochie coo or hoochie coochie or yeah she had this like catchphrase like coochie coo she was like a lounge act singer dancer you know exotic pretty kind of thing but played kind of a ditzy character she was one of those people from the 60s and 70s who was kind of a celebrity for some reason that nobody could ever quite figure out yeah, for no like, she was on the she was on the Hollywood yeah. Hollywood Squares a lot too. Well, she put on she ex- exaggerated her accent. Oh, so that she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just and so it was it was an extreme. Oh, let me move over here, Bubba. It was very <laughs> high pitched, and she was very buxom wow. and very. But she was a she was a classically trained Spanish guitarist. Really? Yes. Yeah, she and was. A she great was guitar. amazing playing Spanish yeah. guitar, and she kind of played up that that ditzy, over sexualized persona to get gigs. But she could play the guitar like nobody's business. Hmm. And I was also going to say, this is kind of in the era where, you know, the Las Vegas lounge acts were kind of still a marquee star issue. If you were playing Vegas, you'd be on Carson and and other shows. And I suspect that's where she kind of got her toehold into uh, TV. Yeah. Where was, uh, you don't have the list. I was going to ask you about the list. Never mind, Neil. Because I wrote down Cloris Leachman because it feels like she was on that show all the time. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, probably was. And um, the the mom from um, from Happy Days, um, Mrs. Cunningham. <laughs> well, that's not her real <laughs> name, Dave. Oh, you see, uh, yes. she was an actress. <laughs> that was a character she played she on was TV. Real <laughs> anyway, she was actually on more episodes, but she started off as a one of the guest stars. But then I think she eventually married oh. captain steubing and so she became kind of a semi-regular so she wasn't really a, a quote-unquote featured captain guest Steuben appearance anymore guy. after that so. <laughs> yeah all right question three love is all around is the theme song to what 60s sitcom Ooh. oh oh i'm locked in i know you've all seen this one Love is all uh, around. A 60s music question, and I'm crashing. You guys know how Devo always gets upset when you ask questions from this decade? <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you please ask questions from this decade? <laughs> <laughs> She's it's got terrible. a horrible. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Oh wait a minute! Awful. I think I'm. 
I'm thinking of the Trog song. This is something different. That's, hey, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> Trog Somebody's... song. No, you know the, the Trog song. No, all right, all right. <clears throat> I got... Ah. 60 yeah. I keep getting I'm just stuck. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm just all stuck. Think, all I can think of is the Trog song and that's not right. I'm locked in with garbage cuz I'm stuck and we're moving out of the 60s hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yep. I'm doing the same thing. The next question's not Next yeah, question I'm is just... probably 80s. Yes! I, <laughs> I lived in the 80s. <laughs> hey, Allison, did you live in the 80s? I did not. Used to buy hair. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> buy hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm punting. I'm sorry. I took all that time just to, just to Ray punt. Guy. Ray Guy. Hang time. So... <laughs> Devo, what did you come up with, if anything? Well, in a fit of pique, I put down the Partridge family because I kept thinking, come on, get happy, and it wouldn't get out of my brain. <laughs> uh, Allison punted. Elves. Who can turn the world on with a smile? Oh, son of a... <laughs> Who can take a nothing day? Suddenly make oh. it all seem worthwhile. Uh, that would be the Mary T- Tyler Moore okay. show. Andy? I'd like to throw my head in the air and just watch it freeze. <laughs> but that wasn't from the it 60s. Just because of that. That's from the what 70s. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. No. Oh, wait. 80s. Ho. Oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> 80s. I'm sorry. That was Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore is the seventies. That was from the seventies. Would that have made a difference? No, <laughs> no, no. Nope. I'll be straight up. Nope. <laughs> uh, just for completeness, Andy, I don't think we've gotten your answer exactly yet. I was also guessing. I went with okay. Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laugh at me, Kelvin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know who the drummer is for the Who. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but are you going to make it after all? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> this is a bug hunt. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> well, so the correct answer is Mary Tyler Moore Show. And I apologize to everyone for missing the decade there. And I hope I didn't throw anybody else off. Don't worry about it, Neil. Love is all around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Question four in love. Whose marriage set the record for the most watched daytime drama episode? Locked in. Locked in. Oh, yeah. Uh... Oh. Not days of our lives, it's the other one. <laughs> yeah. You do realize you have a microphone in front of you, right? Crap. Yeah. yeah. 
inner monologue, Andy. Inner. I've never been good at that. Dang it. Neil, did you say this is supposed to be in the 80s? I guess I could double check that. No, it is. I I will confirm with you. It is like 81 or 82. It's very early 80s. I didn't see Oh, dear. Then my answer, we're going to cross that out. (laughs) (laughs) Frantic scratch. I'm locked in. Nope, we're just going with it because I don't have a better answer. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay. Is that everybody? I believe okay. so. Allison? Well, Andy, did you lock in? Yeah, I locked in a while ago. Okay. All right. Did, did you say? I didn't quite catch Allison that. Neil, who gets to go first? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Because she's she's a guest, so we're going to let her go first this one time. This one so time. So polite. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, the 80s really, really was in my prime. Um, but I wrote down Ross and Rachel. <laughs> and I'm sad about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> sad that they got married or sad that you nice. answered that? Sad that that's all I got. That's just, that's it. And sad they got married. Ross was a jerk. Yes. Yeah. That was also the 90s, but that doesn't really, yeah. It was. It was. It Kels, was so I think you locked 90s. in pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Coming from a home where I wasn't allowed to watch what I wanted to watch until after three o'clock, I knew about a show <laughs> called General Hospital, and I heard through the grapevine that Luke and Laura's wedding was a pretty big deal. Okay, Andy. I struggled initially because I wanted to put down Bow and Hope for my mom for Days of Our Lives, but um, it was Bo definitely Luke. Bowen Hope, yeah, and you know how, um, what was his name? What was the evil guy on Days of Our Lives that tried to break up the marriage? I don't Bugging remember, me. but Bowen Hope were awesome. Ste- Stefano, that's his name. Now I feel better. Of course it was Stefano. Um, <laughs> Stefano, uh, who is the father to um, the woman we just talked about from Friends. That's uh, Oh! That's her father. Oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston's dad is Stefano in Days of Our Lives. I am wow. so embarrassed by how much I know about soaps, but I did not go with <laughs> Bo and Hope. I went with Luke and Laura. Okay. But, Mom, the Days of Our Lives thing was for you. Uh, Luke and Laura from General Hospital. The correct answer was Luke and Laura from General Hospital. So it's got uh, everybody but Allison on that one. Yeah. All right. At the end of, oh, you know, I, I remember that kind of vaguely happening, but I, I wasn't watching the show. And I, I knew that it was kind of controversial because in earlier episodes, Luke had actually raped Laura. But I thought, well, that's, that's kind of weird yes. that they would get married later but then i kind of realized after i read a little bit about them that laura was no angel herself i mean she she did kill someone beforehand 
and then to get there, they killed someone else who was trying to like take over the world or something. So I mean, there was they weren't really good I, lord. I what is this smut television? I'm feeling so much better about my own relationships now. <laughs> and that stuff came on at like 11 a.m. Oh, my. <laughs> Days of Our Lives came on at noon, just so you know. Yeah. In our hospital came I still on remember like that. Two. Okay. I think. Not that All I right. watched it. At the end of round five, I've got Kells with 133, Devo with 119. Andy with 81, and Allison still has 57. Oh. But she is a good sport. Oof. I don't think the stable was there. <laughs> she is a good sport. <laughs> All right. So, since next week is uh, Valentine's Day, our final category is Valentine's Day History. Question one, the now defunct candy company Necco sold the Sweetheart's Conversation Candy, which had been the most popular Valentine's Day candy for many years. What did Necco stand for? Could we get a spelling? N-E-C-C-O. You ever seen Necco wafers in the store? I have not. They're the same remarkably hard candy, just in a slightly different format. (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) All right. Locked in. in. Ooh, jinx. I'm locked in as well. N-E-C-C-O, correct? I may give partial credits if you get some of the words right. Oh, there will be none of that here. Um, I'm like, is that everybody? Okay. Andy, why don't you kick it off here? Um, I wrote down New England Confectionery Company, but I'm not, it might be New England Candy Company, but I wrote down New England Confectionery Company. Okay. Kels? I went with uh, nutrition everyone can count on. Kels wins. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that is a great acronym, but I'm going gonna, gonna to go ahead and tell you now, Kels, there's no points awarded for that. I figured. Allison? Well, uh, I also went in the Kels direction, and I said, not even candy, chalk only. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I was wrong. Yeah, 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 that was new, <laughs> wow, that was great. Leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with the New England Candy Company. 
Oh, I was wrong. Son of a... <laughs> Don't assume I'm right. So, this, they were in the news recently. You guys heard about the the Candy Hearts shortage we're going to have this year, yeah. right? Because not. Neko, Neko recently got bought by another company, and that other company basically through various potential layoffs and other things, basically couldn't get that factory up and running in time to produce enough candy for Valentine's Day this year. Um, the company was originally called the New England Confectionery Company. Through the up. <laughs> Very so good. Andy gets full credit. I'll give Devo half credit for for missing uh, confectionery. Come back for Cinderella story. So those little conversation hearts, Neko was making eight billion of them a year. Billion. What? Really? Yeah. For... That's more than one for every person on the planet every year. <laughs> for little chalk and acids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, every mine. I got one that just said loser. So what are the odds? <laughs> yeah. And just just a public service announcement. Brock has their own version of these, and they're they're probably ramping up. So if you if you do see some candy hearts out there, they're probably the inferior Brock kind. Oh my goodness. We apologize to all our listeners that work for the great company of Brock. Um, we respect your product and. Sorry for calling you all inferior. <laughs> I called the candy inferior, not not the people. Oh well, that's different. People are all... We we have been basically dogging on them for the last ten minutes. So, well, no, I'm saying I'm saying that the Neko version was better than the Brock's version, which is again not saying much. Please, well, it's all please. <laughs> Well, please, Allison, could you repeat your answer for us? <laughs> I'm trying not to get sued these days. <laughs> Probably wise. Let's just move on to question two. What company created the first box of chocolates in the 1860s? Ooh. It never occurred to me that someone had to invent the first box of chocolates, but this company did. It's a well-known company that's still in existence. Well, I'm going to lock in with what I think is the correct answer. <laughs> I think I think I know this. I'm locked in. I'm locked in with a alternate answer in parentheses yeah i'm locked in too okay Dave. well i i think it was the whitman sampler okay oh that's where that voice was coming from <laughs> yep <I> was- <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't that vo- <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still <laughs> All right, the voice the voice threw me. I yeah. think the box <laughs> <laughs> Finest Candy since 1862. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Now I got the gift. <laughs> Well, you should probably go to someone. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same voice from the from. Kels, what was your answer? Uh, I went with Nestle, but I fear it might be the Mama Always Said Company. I don't know what that means, but Allison, what was your answer? Oh gosh, I now everybody else's answers are making me feel inferior but i i wrote stouffer's okay uh andy can you are you ready now yeah i think okay, this go got ahead. started in england didn't it and i think it's cadbury oh. i'm pretty sure of that it in fact it did in fact get started with in england although the company was cadbury I busted out my Whitman impression for nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't say for nothing. Yeah, I mean, there was, it's apparently the Pepperidge there was Farms voice. Oh, it took me a few minutes. It's the Pepperidge Farms voice. Yes. Oh. Do you have a a nugget on Cadbury? I mean, I do. It's not that interesting. I actually want to hear it. Yeah, I do too. Well, so Cadbury came up with this way to make chocolate drinks taste better. And I'm, I'm doing this from memory, so so bear with me if I get some of the details wrong. But part of that meant that the, they had a lot of, um, of uh, they only used part of the chocolate for that. And they had this, um, what do you call it? They had some chocolate parts left over after the drink, and that's what you use to make uh, chocolate candies. And so they were able to use the um, the cocoa, maybe it's cocoa butter that they were using uh, to to make more candies. And so they were trying to figure out how to get rid of it. So they made little heart shaped boxes and put the chocolate in it. So it was essentially a way to get rid of excess product. Yeah, they had this byproduct of their chocolate drinks, and uh, they made it into candies. I mean, I think they were making candies before anyway, but now they, because of this other process, they had more of the stuff to make the candies with. You get a lot of the chocolate, <clears throat> pardon me, you get a lot of the chocolate out of the nib. That really good, tasty chocolate comes out of the nib of the chocolate. So I'm betting it was the when you the more milk and fat you add to it, the less bitter it gets. So you'd make your chocolate drink, your cocos tend to be darker. So it would leave off that chocolate, that cocoa butter kind of stuff. So I can see where that happened. Yeah. All right. Question three in Valentine's Day history. The 48th United States was admitted on Valentine's Day, 1912. What state was that? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We got two historians and a list fanatic, so this is uh, kind of stacked against Allison today. The saddest part is I have a history degree, but it's all right. Um, well, this 
Neil, you had no idea that you would trigger a very painful memory for me, but this does. And I will elucidate as the trivia nugget. Wait, when you were alive Did you in just 1912? Use lucidate? Uh, I, once the answer is given, I will let you know what the deal is. Okay, I'm locked oh, in. God, but Neil, if you start with Colorado. me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kells, what was your answer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went with Arizona. Okay, Andy? Arizona. Arizona. And Allison. Well, it started with an A, uh, but then it's wrong after that. I just just wrote Alaska. Okay. Ooh, off by one. one. Yeah. It was very close. Okay, the correct answer is Arizona. So, Devo, do you have a story? Here's the story. I moved. I lived in Arizona for a time. I lived there for three years. We happened to move from Colorado to Arizona. Oh, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. I started school at O.C. Johnson Middle School in Yuma, Arizona. And there was a Arizona history test on my very first day of class. (laughs) And the only thing I could remember was February 14th, 1912. Okay. Oh, it gets better for the cruelty scale. Okay. That was the day midterm grades went out. So my first day of school, I returned home with a report card that said I had an F in history because my first day from being there... In Arizona, my first day at Arizona schools was the day they released midterm grades asking me about Arizona history. Only F I've ever gotten in my life. I love the idea of the teacher's lounge. The the teacher's like, ah, these stupid Colorado kids they send us. (laughs) Don't know anything about Arizona. What are they teaching there in Colorado? Did you guys know that there's another state that was also admitted on Valentine's Day? But this one was in 1859. Hmm. Let me think about this. 1859. I'll give you the number. Sure. Nope. All right. So it's before the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which means it's got to be... Oh, you got it? I think so. It's either Texas or California. Okay, that's incorrect. So, (laughs) Kelly, if I I told you it was the 33rd state, would that help you? Uh, Not as much as I was hoping. No. It it was Oregon. Oregon? Oh, okay. Oh, it's a big state. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our listeners in the great state of Oregon. Already pissed off the Brock's people. <laughs> Just going for everybody. Yeah. Question four in Valentine's Day history. Going a little bit different route here. 
Whose gang was targeted by the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 1929? Locked in. Could you say that one more time, Neil? Whose gang was targeted by the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 1929? Starting to feel like middle school all over. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Everybody else has done it. I'm punting. Uh, Ray guy. Because I know who it's. Only. I know who it's. You said who was targeted, right? Right. Tells you're leaving me hanging. <laughs> Hang time. I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you. Man. I can tell you who gave the order to who. <laughs> Pone gave it to Nitty to like carry it out. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, man. I don't. Okay. I don't remember the victims. I've got a guess. Mm. Okay. I'll I'll guess it's not it's not right, but you're gonna love this album this answer, Kels. Emma. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody? Uh yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Uh I'm not gonna start with Allison. Let's go with Dalo. <laughs> <laughs> I punted. Yeah. Oh yeah. I punted. <laughs> well then straight to Allison. Yep. Allison. Yep. Okay, well I'll uh I guess try to catch that punt. Um I wrote, no, I wrote Al Capone. Okay. Else? Okay, so I watched a show called uh, Boardwalk Empire, and they had Al Capone. They, they went between Atlantic City and Chicago a bit. And I know Al Capone had a beef with a guy named Dino Banyan. And I'm hoping it was his crew. But I think they might have got wiped out before then. Andy? Al Capone ordered Egan's Rats to take out the Northside gang. Okay. Do you know who the head of the Northside gang was? Uh, It was Dino Bang. I don't know why that name doesn't sound right. Um... Um, I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll let you ask the gang name. Um, no, I was asking. I didn't say which gang. I said whose gang. But I'll, yeah, I'll actually give you credit for it. Well, it was the Northside Gang, and I'll give you I'll give you full credit for that. I thought that was too okay, clear, so I didn't. That's why I didn't ask it. Um, <laughs> the, that gang, though, was run by George Bugs Moran. Yeah, Bugs Moran. Damn it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Chicago. You're from Sherman. You're from Chicago. Actually, what's really cool is... You went um, to Chicago in a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, 
Shermer is not a real place. So what about Cameron and Those Sloan? Those were movies. Cameron and Sloan were like your best friends. <laughs> I watched you run home to beat Jeannie. They were movies. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, I grew up. I grew up outside of Chicago, uh, and then I moved to Chicago. But um, there was a town called Oregon, Illinois, about halfway uh, between my hometown and and uh, Chicago. And Oregon was uh, there's still parks there and stuff. And Al Capone had one of his houses there. And what's kind of cool is it's still relatively the way it was when you lived there, and you can pick it out right away because it's in the middle of farmlands and woods, and it's the only house that is surrounded by a very elderly looking, but a chain link fence with barbed wire. And the driveway has a separate little house at the entrance with a gate where his guards used to live. Very so, cool. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of cool. Still there. All right. That was the final question of our regular rounds. And by my calculations, I've got Kells with 143 points. Devo with 134 points, Andy with 121, and Allison with 57. So Cinderella story, Allison, coming out of nowhere. You You could win this. You could win this. I don't don't know if that's true, but. It's possible. Okay. You're you're mathematically still alive. As a Cubs fan, how many times have I said that? <laughs> All right. So our final question is, it comes from, uh, you know, the, are you guys familiar with the American Film Institute? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do a lot of things, but one of the things that they do is create lists of the best movies of all time mm-hmm. in different categories. In 2002, they released a list of their top 100 greatest love stories. And I've got the top 20 right here. And all you need to do is name any 10 of the top 20 love stories, according to the AFI from 2002. So spoiler, there are no films after 2002 in this list. (laughs) So the fast and the furious isn't on there. (laughs) For so many reasons, it's not okay. <laughs> so this is what they consider to be love stories. So I'm not responsible for some of the ones that are on here. Okay, uh, let's go with, let's start with Allison. We'll just, we're going okay. numerical order. If none of these movies were animated, I am screwed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wrote down Casablanca, Titanic, the Notebook, but in hindsight, I don't think that was actually before th- 2002. Then we went into the animated. 
<laughs> Lion King, Lady and the Tramp, Beauty and the Beast. Then Forrest Gump and oh, just why not? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I think I think that was a little later, but that's, that's a solid list though. That's a solid list. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Okay. Um, how about let's try Andy next? Okay. Well, when he said stories about love, uh, love story is the one that leapt to mind first. Uh, then Casablanca, and then a couple for uh, my daughters I grew up with. They love Sleepless in Seattle, and you've got mail. Uh, and then The Graduate, which we talked about the other day. Grease, mm -hmm. uh, oh, Doctor. Oh. Sh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Shivago for my mom, and then I started really. Uh, American President, uh, Hard Day's Night, and Help. Oh, come and if, on. And if, and if Hard Day's Night and Help don't make this list, the list is wrong. There, okay. I said it. Noted. <laughs> Dave, uh, noted. Um, okay. Uh, Titanic, Casablanca, Love Story, The Graduate, I don't know why I got stuck on that. I said some like it hot, which isn't really a love story. Uh, seven, seven year itch. That's a good one. Uh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, the Quiet Man. Ooh. Um, Easter Parade. I don't. I think I was leading up to a, a Rogers and a Stare movie that I just couldn't quite get there. Um, American in Paris. And Romeo oh. and Juliet. Oh. I didn't even think about that one. And that brings us to Mr. Kells. All right. So I got uh, Casablanca. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, the movie where the people are kissing on the beach. So I'm hoping there was love there from here to eternity. Uh, My Fair Lady, When Harry Met Sally, West Side Story, Man. Uh, yeah, we Sally Ghost, yeah. Pretty Woman, uh, King Kong, and Titanic. Did I say Titanic first? You did okay, not. Okay, Titanic. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. King Kong, a love story. Yeah. You put, Okay. Just checking. It was Beauty that felled the beast. Oh come on! Did you did you have two Beatles movies in yours? <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about great movies. No, we're talking about love stories. So my what I've got is Kells with five, Andy with three, Devo with two, and Allison with one. Yeah, I got three. That's Are what you, I got. Do you want? Do you want to double check the list to make sure Hard Day's Night and Help aren't on? They should be towards well, the no, top. They're not in the top twenty. <laughs> I can tell you that they're huh. probably twenty-one. That's weird, Andy. To be, just, just be honest. Weird. Just right past okay. Little Mermaid. Well, I don't know who these AFI people are, but they don't know anything about film. <laughs> okay, so by my count, we've got 
Allison with one correct, Devo with two, Andy with three, and Kells has five, which brings our totals to uh, in fourth place today, Allison with 67. Andy in third place with 151, just edged out by Devo with 154. But nobody could catch Kells, who ended up with 193. Kells. He killed it, man. Good job. Thank you. Well done, oh. sir. Moving on to the urge. You are an orange belt. Moving on to the urge. Well, Allison, I hope you had fun. I had fun. I got pummeled, but I had fun. <laughs> and we want to have you back because you're a wonderful, wonderful guest. Well, yes. thank you. I, I feel like the kid on the team who came for the orange slices and left <laughs> and left with a spotless jersey. <laughs> but as long as that kid had fun, that's what matters. Well, well thank like you for the orange slices. So if you guys out there would like to hear more from Allison and all the rest of us, please, there are a number of steps you can take to ensure our success to help us provide you with this wonderful entertainment. Number one, go out there and listen to us. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We're, if you're, your pod catcher, your podcast catcher will find us. But we need reviews. So whatever you're using, Google, iTunes, Spotify, what have you, review us. Tell us what you think of the show, which will raise our visibility, which will make it even easier for you to listen to us at home. We are on Twitter, at LadleBrain. So you can send us all your ideas, all your questions, all your comments. We're here to listen to them. I check the tweeter four or five times a day. I'm all up on it. Uh, we're on Facebook, Brain Ladle Productions. We have a website, brainladletrivia.com. We're out there. Come talk to us. And we have a Patreon. If you feel so strongly about Brain Ladle Trivia that you want to throw us a few ducats, thank you, Susan L., for throwing us those ducats. Allison. Yes. <laughs> is there anybody you would like to shout out um uh just a few so i i've got to shout out my husband major who's going to be really disappointed uh when he listens to how i failed miserably at the sports questions little baby jack the the youngest ladler and um then andy and i's co-worker cory thomas for all his mentoring help and uh just just being the best guy really supportive supportive <laughs> thank you very yeah. much for those shout outs uh, from everybody here at the brain little trivia podcast this is devo with allison uh just happy to get my participation medal <laughs> Andy. Shout out to Macy Westfall and Aaron Harris, two big fans, and so long, Ladle Brainers. Kells. Uh, yeah, you, you take the good, you, you take the bad, you take the both, and there you have uh, the facts of life. Uh, once again, that's the facts of and life. And Neil. 
Love is all around. There's no need to fake it. <laughs> yes. Signing off. <laughs> yes. Fake it. <laughs> The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.